read a report not long ago about um, as AI is coming, you know, artificial intelligence and all the different types of tech coming about and people are nervous about losing their jobs. One of the areas that won't be able to be replaced is the human touch, you know, the, the coaching and the, um, and, and training, but coaching really just to be able to respond to individual back with another episode I have Felicia Pittman with me today <laughs> and, we're, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the career of um, math science technology uh, and everything else involved in that because you know um, um, it's my opinion that the world is gonna get digitized over the next 50 or so years right and, and you know Felicia what's funny is on my drive from the meeting that I had before, um, before this meeting, I was list. I, I like this podcast called um, what is it called? Business Wars. Okay. Right? And so it goes through different epic battles between business. So it has like Nike versus Adidas and uh, Coke versus Pepsi. And so the one I was listening to uh, the last couple of days is Ford versus Chevrolet. And a lot of in you know the, the Model T got invented like what in, in early 1900s. Mm -hmm. um, and and they like battle, you know, they battle for sixty to eighty years, right? And right. and but the but the battling, but the car business basically changed the way that the world did business, right? I give you like an example, you know, you had newspaper boys before that mm -hmm. would deliver newspapers, or you know, go pitch the newspapers to people, and then when the car came, that's when the newsstands came, right? And then right. you also had the suburbs that were built. Um, and all the businesses built around the suburbs, so like the malls, McDonald's, drive through like all those businesses got built around cars, changing the way that stuff was done. And that's what I see technology doing. And, it, and I think it's just beginning, right? You know, we, technology is just changing the way that we do life. And I believe that for the next 50 years, it's going to digitize everything. So the, the type of work you do is really important of helping people get in, you know, get in the right fields. Yes. Um, for what they do is important. So thanks for coming on. I know it was a long intro, but I that's okay. No, everything you were saying was great. I was all into it. I was like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's let, let's talk about like your origin story. You know, where you're from. Sure. You know, how did you get into your industry? Right. Right. So I am originally from Shreveport, Louisiana. So, you know, uh, it, it, I, I decided to go into the science field initially because I wanted to be a doctor, but I ended up being a chemist for a little while. And then um, I spent the last 20-something uh, years between industry, education, training, but all of it ties back to the STEM world, the science, technology, engineering, and math world. Um, 
what actually led me into what I'm doing now is that over the 24 years and all those things, I've come across some brilliant people. They were hardworking, but what I found out is that it wasn't that they were not smart enough or they were not hardworking enough. They were underutilized, they were underappreciated, and they were underpaid. Mm-hmm. And I and the underpaid part is huge because that doesn't affect you, that affects your legacy as well. And so I have a passion really around helping people recapture their value by career coaching them and then helping them either advance or move into the tech space or uh, helping them grow into the tech space. So that's when um, I started doing the training and the staffing. And I know some people, and I'm, I may be going over what you want me to say, but uh, okay, yeah. Some people will look at us and just identify us maybe as a staffing company, but I think how we're a little bit different is that we coach prior and then our job's not finished when we place people. We really also uh, help them along that journey because getting in the job is just one part. Staying there and being successful and advancing it is a whole other point. So, well, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's interesting because you you probably agree with me, right? You know, there's a I got a couple of people right now who are um, went the traditional route, right? So they mm-hmm. went to college, mm-hmm. sure what they wanted, but got a business degree and then started working, was really underpaid, mm-hmm. uh, then went and got an MBA, and then remained underpaid, mm-hmm. and now they're 15 years in the workforce, and the skill sets that they built are like not valuable to anybody, right. you know? And so how, how often are you going to those people and saying, hey, look, there's plenty, there's plenty, like programmers get paid $100 an hour, right? And, mm-hmm. and they can demand you know, what they want because there's such a limited supply. How, how much of what you do is getting those people and saying, hey, like, you got another 20 years of product productivity. You're going to get, like, out the system if you don't change right. the rewire for the system. Is that is that a lot? What, what yeah, that's, that's quite a bit of it Cause, because you wouldn't be, believe how many people underestimate their value to be mm-hmm. honest. And, um, and I think that that's another part that's important to me. It's just going where to those people that are often underlooked, you know, sometimes that, uh, and a lot of times, to be honest, that is, um, that's minorities and women, you know, that are underrepresented in the tech space as well. They feel like they have this gap. And one of the things I hate people, I hate when I hear people say, I'm not good at math. And they think that that's a final say, you know, people don't usually say, I'm not good at reading, because that's not socially acceptable, but they think it's okay to not be good at math. When in all actuality, you know, the same people said they're not good at math, they can count up dominoes in less than five seconds, you know what I mean? Or they they can, they'll know their money ain't right instantly. So it, I think it's um, how we uh, position ourselves and how we thought about it. So it is important to me when I see people who are um, hardworking and persistent and they're being undervalued and underpaid because they're missing small technical pieces so yeah mm-hmm. I come across that more often than I'd like to see it so, so so when you see that person what what you know what what are you doing how are you helping them through the process right because I think first you probably gotta you know you probably gotta paint the picture of reality if they keep going down the same path they're gonna continue to you know so what's kind of the first step right right so we sit down and have a conversation um, I like to say we're a boutique training and staffing firm because um, I, I'm not going to have a lot of people in it at one time, uh, just 
doing lots of things with. I, I like to personalize it and understand what are some of the goals. And, and sometimes we have goals based upon our limited knowledge. So I also like to tell people what are some of the possibilities. You know, you have this, if you add just a little bit more, um, then you can become this and it can look like this. Um, I remember a time when I thought, I, I used to say, and I'll just throw a number out here. I used to say, yeah, because, ooh, what if they made, we make $70,000. And then one day I found out that people made $100,000. Then after a while I found out people made a couple of hundred thousand dollars. So um, I know it's not always attached to just straight cash, but to be honest, you know, um, that's why we go to work every day. We go because we are satisfied with what we do, but we also go because we have to provide a living for ourselves and um, those behind us. So yeah, I, I definitely, uh, try to show them what the possibilities are and how it's not hard to achieve what they're looking to do. Mm -hmm. and, and so some of the some of the skills that people are needing to acquire to be able to transfer what they do into the tech world. What, what are some examples though of, of um, some of the yeah some of the skills I can think of. Uh, sometimes it's uh, small skills like um, knowing using. Google Suites, I'll, I'll say that, that that's an example um, in terms of technical. Um, sometimes it's a three month uh, coding bootcamp, for example, that some people will be able to do. And I don't provide that training, but I provide the resources to get to that training. And sometimes that training is something people can invest in. And sometimes it's their resources out there where they can get it for a little or nothing and position themselves into a new career, especially with really diverse backgrounds. Um, my expertise and focus is really soft or well soft skills i love um sitting down with people and helping them to brand themselves in terms of telling their story i love to help them to feel empowered to be able to walk in somewhere and to speak with confidence about what they do so that it just depends on what is needed and where they want to go um sometimes they have all the things they need in place they just need to know how to tell the story how to navigate it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because 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 what what you know? What do you think about resumes in today's marketplace? Are those useful at all? So there is some usefulness to resumes, but I, I will tell you the power of networking is tremendous. You know, and uh, in those those people that I talked about that are underrepresented in the tech field, a lot of times minorities and women, um, that has not been a traditional route for us to take in terms of networking for business purposes. Um, and so one, that's one of the things I try to do is I, um, I don't just show them or tell them what to do. I actually walk alongside them. I, uh, we go to some meetups and networking events together so that they can become more com comfortable in the space because it's sometimes just not natural for everyone. But um, it does, the resume does document your successes and your impact but getting in front of somebody, letting them see who you are and what you're all about, that's powerful. That's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, one of the things that I'm always, you know, thinking about, and you probably, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this, right? So, a lot, you know, there are a lot of un underrepresented women and, and men in tech, but, and, I'm, and I wouldn't consider myself in tech, but I'll go to conferences and stuff because I have a podcast or whatever, and, yeah. and, I, and I invest, so I got to pay attention to what's going on in, in the industry. Um, but I just, I, I find it's, it's, it's likely, it's, a lot of times it's more, we're not there. Like, we don't think, like you said, we don't think we should do it. Like, we're, we're not there. Like, we're not in the room, so we can't network, right? And people, and people 
business with people who they know, like, and whatever, and we're not in there to be able to know, like, and love. Meaning, I don't think it's a, a mass conspiracy to keep women and minorities out of tech. I think it's more, we got to just get there, right? I mean, what do you think about that? No, I think you're right. I think that we have to get right, um, get there um, as that community, as that uh, underrepresented group or a diverse community. But also, we have to help businesses understand um, what. Even when I was a high school teacher, I would have students who should have been in the AP courses, but they refused to take them because they said they would be the only black person in the room. And so, what happens when you have a company who is really pushing forward, but they don't understand how to do it. They may hire uh, one or two people that are underrepresented, but they may have a very diverse workforce, but not a lot of underrepresentation. Well, what happens is that that underrepresented group group may not feel like they belong, and before long, they may not stay. And so it becomes a vicious cycle of one or two people walking in the door and them walking right back out. So um, not only do we need to be able to feel comfortable in our space, and I try to help people do that, but we also need to um, continue the conversations and take action in terms of getting that representation up in the tech world. That make, make, makes sense. So, and so some people may not realize what, what tech means. How do you define tech? I know that's, hard. that's a hard question. Yeah, so that is a hard question. So for our company specifically, we're going to focus our niche is software development, just because okay. um, there are a lot of big companies out there doing a lot of big things for a lot of different people. And we are, like I said, we're more boutique where we are focusing on um, something very specific so we can work with the companies to know exactly what they need and even help talk to our partners about how they train. So we wanna make sure we're not just getting training for information's sake, but really um, helping to serve a need. Um, So when I say that for me, that's what I'm talking about. But um, tech is, it's so much, you know, and I think I I read a report not long ago about, as AI is coming, you know, artificial intelligence and all the different types of tech coming about and people are nervous about losing their jobs. One of the areas that won't be able to be replaced is the human touch, you know, the the coaching and the, um, and and training, but coaching really just to be able to respond to individual needs. And so um, I guess I would say tech is almost anything outside of that, which I guess we'll go back to what I mentioned before, whatever field you're in now, there's so many transferable skills when you add a little bit of tech on top that mm. will be powerful um, for industries all over because every company or every type of company needs uh, technical expertise. So. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I, I think I don't, when people tell me that they're afraid of robots taking your job i'm like no like that's all like you know and you and and as you can tell by the podcast i listen to i love to study history because like the the bible that old book tells you there's nothing new under the sun things happen over and over and over again the same way so these conversations happen over and over and over again but what ends up happening is during this volatile period Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of people who uh either don't want to read skill for the transition right and that's ugly and painful mm-hmm. there's not going to be a lack of jobs i mean who knew who knew even seven years ago that there would be seven-year-olds making 22 million dollars you know uh you know um you know like showing playing with his toys on youtube 
Right, right, right. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, but then on the other end, look at the opportunities. You know, it's it's almost limitless. And even through the process, I continuously learn. You know, there's not a one-size-fits-all approach, obviously, but we're training today's learners for jobs that don't exist yet. So that's the big focus of what we do is just to be critical in our thinking. Or, what, or, what, what's, the, what's the oldest career changer you've seen? So somebody who was like, I'm going to be bold and courageous and go ahead and yeah. reskill up. Um, they were mid sixties. I think they were mid sixties. Yes. And so I thought that was, I mean, I love it because mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, you think some people think, well, retirement, it's time to retire, but people are living a lot longer these days. And, yeah. um, they, and, and I think that person had more of a choice of to do it. And of course, you know, they need to come see you so they can retire and have the choice to do that rather than, <laughs> rather than, I'm sorry, rather than, I'm sorry, that was a complicated thing. They need to come see you rather than have uh, have to do make that career change in 65. But at the end of the day, we, um, we, we see people of all ages and all demographics um, come through and want to just make a difference for themselves. And we just can't be afraid of being great. This yeah, yeah. No, I like, I like it. I'm glad. Because, you know, believe it or not, I, you know, I plan for retirement, but I'm just, I'm not a huge believer in retirement personally. Like everybody right. can do their own, their own deal, you know, but I feel like, hey, the first step is to find a career field that you don't mind working. Like, yes. you know, like I like what I do so I can, yes. I can wake, if, if I didn't have a family before, before I met my wife, I literally like um, probably a good half and, you know, five years entire marriage. I, mean, I literally work from like 6 a.m. to nine almost every day. And wow. yeah, I like it, you know, so, yeah. um, I, and I, I, I wish that on everybody. I'm like, I wish that you could make a comfortable income doing something that you love, right? And that may not be 400000 a year, but it may be $120,000 a year, yes. um, you know, and you, you have a good financial planner that helps you stay on budget and pay off debt yeah. and you live yeah. a great life. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. Especially, especially, like you said, with, with the supply and demand of tech. So what are some of the, um, what are some of the, you know, jobs that you that you see that have the, I don't want to say, you know, biggest upside, but the biggest uh, supply and demand gap, right? So there's a limited supply of people that are doing right. these jobs. Right. So, of course, we have uh, developers in, um, that are needed. Uh, we also, I see in terms of that very tech, tech field, um, data science. Um, so, and that's, you know, where we see all this data we have around. Everything is recording data. You know, where you click when you go to an internet, uh, um, to a website, that's being observed and watched or how long you browse and look at something. So all that data is being recorded. You have to have scientists and analysts to be able to look and use that data in order to know how to serve their customers. So that's a huge field. Um, I also see um, even on that same idea UI UX design where people are um, looking at how the user user interacts um, and their whole experience. So just thinking about that, someone cares enough about my experience when I go to um, a job board site or when I go to a an airline site um, so that I'll stay and I'll be able to, to finish the purchase. So um, if you imagine even from um, a person who has a marketing background, how important that is for them to understand if they went into the coding world, how important they 
their knowledge of marketing is to a company that's huge for a company to understand how to market their product if you've switched over into the tech side of the field so there's so many different um things that i'm seeing but i do see a lot with um increasing data and and customer use ui ux design mm -hmm. yeah, no, that, that, that's a uh, that's good I, I i would consider myself a you know i think every, every business has three people right you got like the manager who manages the people mm -hmm. you got the salesperson and then you have the product specialist, right? And I would probably put tech in the product specialist. But like you said, with me being, you know, like a, you know, a salesperson, um, you know, I definitely see that you, you know, I don't, I'm not fully teched out, but you got to have some sort of baseline understanding of like podcasts and video conferences, basically the communication tools that tech allows and how to use them. I think it is an advantage, even if you're only in sales, right? Yes, yes, definitely. No, definitely. I, I think that what you're saying, um, and it's funny because you put a little bit of a, of a disclaimer on it. I'm not too, but you would be surprised how, much, how many people who've gotten lots of training. That's even their background in some kind of tech or IT field or STEM field period. They'll say, well, I may not be a professional at this. So we do put a little because, and, and the reason is because uh, technology every moment is changing so much that no one feels like they can be a complete expert all the time so we're, we're really cautious but i also want to just say you know a lot more than you think you do and you're um, able to get a lot deeper in it than you ever imagined so you know that's just encouragement i sure appreciate it it came out of sure intensity i i tried to learn how to code one time I didn't put <laughs> I didn't put enough time into it. I put like three, like basically I wanted to program this, um, you know, like in, in finance, you can like have some investing rules. Right. See how those rules would have operated throughout different times in history. Uh -huh. I had the data. I had the like data of prices of different um, indices and stocks and all that. I was trying to turn the, the data and, you know, code it into a spreadsheet and, right. and make it you know, show me how it worked. And uh, I started like on a Friday afternoon uh -huh. and, I, and I looked up and it was like Sunday at noon. I was like, wait, what the heck happened? <laughs> and, I had, and I had like messed up probably one line of code that was 20 steps back. And so my thing wouldn't work. And I was like, man, forget this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. There, there, there's a lot of trial and error, but you know, but, but look, you got so into it. You were, you were there days because it was connected to something you were passionate about the finance. So, so yeah. I, I always said, I, I maybe one day I'll, I'll learn how to code, but for now I got too many homies that can, that can code. I called yes, my you son. Yes. And I was like, Hey man, Look, this is what I want this to do. Yes. Go ahead and close that up for me. He yes. Well, so the powerful part about that, I'm glad you mentioned that because the powerful part about that is there needs to be, there, there has to be some people who know just enough about the tech to be able to tell other people the logical uses of it and how it can make life easier. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's an important part. If we just sent people and had them learn how to code, but it never was useful or it doesn't make life easier, that's, that's not the purpose of technology. That's just puzzles. So, you know, but you having the, the knowledge of how it will make your life easier is, that's important. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, when you said it, I also think that it makes it makes your 
processes in life better, right? Because it, for, it forces, if you want to talk to a computer, you're really forced to think out like what you're trying to do clearly. You can't just like half think through an idea. You gotta, you gotta say, no, I mean, here's, here's my thoughts, you know, clearly. Right. And that was kind of like, that was kind of like, actually the best part. You, I was, I was literally forced to become a better investor and yeah. because I had to literally think through each component and take it apart and say, okay, this is how this works. So, and man, I was, it was good. That's right? good. No, that's real good. I love it. It got me. Yeah. That sounds real good. What, what, um, what do you think about Dallas's talent for tech? How, how is Dallas as a city with talent for tech? So scale of one, you know, one to ten, and you can't use a six. Okay, so I would say six point. No, I'm just teasing. Um, no, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, you can't use a seven, not a six. You can't use a seven. Um, I think, and and I guess, um, are you saying the need for tech in Dallas? Uh, j- just the level of talent here right now. So the level of talent. So that. You know, I'm I'm gonna try to quantify it. I'm gonna talk through that first, like kind of okay. like you did. You know. Okay. Um, Dallas has a high need and there also there's also there are also people here that um that could do the the work. I think the need is probably an eight. Mm-hmm. Um I think the gap between the need and the supply uh is is probably an eight too, to be honest. There there there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of need. Um But I also feel like there's a big gap between those people who are trying to get to those those tech roles and the people who need the tech roles. You know what I mean? That connection, it's amazing how the connection is missing in between. But why do you think that is? You know what? I think that um, people are busy. (laughs) Um, I think that... um, you have people out there who are already in the tech field who are going to just staying there because they're passive about it. They're comfortable, but they're not, you know what I mean? They, um, they're, they don't know how to move or they're afraid to move. And then you have those people who would love to get into the tech field, but they just don't know how. So I think that uh, sometimes time or a lack of knowledge, I think that there are companies out there that don't know some of those places to go and really look into the untapped talent. I mean, nationwide, we have a STEM shortage, you know, an IT shortage. And what is it, a million jobs that are going to go on field, they say, over the next few years in, in tech. And, 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 but we have the people here to do it. However, that um, back to my issue, that untapped source of talent, really helping um, minorities and women see the value of tech and see how powerful it changes everything and and that they can do it you know um i think i had a degree in biology and chemistry and had someone just said why don't you think about even chemical engineering i mean there was nothing there wasn't a lot lot different but Mm -hmm. nobody told me and and i thought biology because i care for people you know and so just being able to meet to talk to people and let them see that they can meet some of those same needs by making it just a little bit more technical or just getting a little extra uh, training and coaching well so 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 and i'm i'm pick on real estate for a while i mean you got you got got everybody running into real estate right now Mm -hmm. trying to sell real estate and they just the world doesn't need that much realtors and they're at the they're at the end of a uh, not the end of a heart market, but it's it's hard because there's tons of real yeah. and, and and houses are expensive. Um, uh, so, um, 
if if I was able to convince a realtor to say, hey, look, you're really running real estate because you want to be, you want to have a good quality of life. Mm -hmm. Why don't you consider tech? Like the next question that gonna, they're going to ask is, well, how long would it take for me to mm -hmm. build up um, to learn tech? And I know it depends on where they are, but let's just let's just say the average person that mm -hmm. you know college educated. Um, you know, but the college education has zero to do with tech. You right, know, like, it does, yeah. Which it, which it doesn't, so I, I guess it doesn't really matter. So they right. don't have tech skills at all. How do you get them to, how long would it take them to be able to get a job in tech? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've seen, there are several coding boot camps around, I think they're around 12 to 16 weeks. And I've seen people go from like zero and to, uh, to be in, developers, full stack developers after the completion of the program. Um, and, and, and really the most important part about that is that they need to be able to, um, to, to actually have some evidence of the work, you know, just not get the learning. I'm, I'm just completely against learning for the sake of what well, in terms of careers, just learning and then being unemployed afterwards. I just feel like that's not why you went to the school to, you went to the school to, to be able to increase your, um, your, your money. So I, um, I think that 16, I'd say within a semester, people can make a difference. And so I, I, I am a proponent of them just maybe even investigating. And then sometimes it may take longer, but I, I think what all they have to do is, um, do the part-time program if they still have to continue to work. So, so, so the part-time program is the one that may, that may take 12 to 16 weeks? No, the, the full-time program takes 12 to 16 weeks. Okay, full-time, so that, that's like, uh, like, how, like, is that like a credit, like a college full-time? Um, it is, the, the programs that I've seen that have been successful, they are in their, they're in it to win it. I mean, like they are in their 50 to 60 hours a week. Just they, okay. because at this point, they're completely changing their whole yeah. career. Yeah. So that it's, it is an investment in time and, um, and what they're doing, but it just makes a complete difference. Now, if they're doing something part-time, it'll take a little longer. They won't be immersed in it, but they can still change um, what they're doing. Now, that's if you're completely changing and going to be a software developer and you've never even probably done much coding before. But if you're just upskilling, you, you can find programs that'll give you, a, you know, a month. Um, and, and several even free programs that can do some ch change around some things for you as well. And, and, and do you, do you, I know the cost of the programs are all over the place, but like yes. for, for the ones that you, you know, see and you would probably recommend, like what are those rough costs for like a, right. 12, you know, a, a full-time program? Right. I've seen anything from uh, zero to 14,000. So um, oh no, it's not. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you have a person that the average salary in Dallas for uh, a full stack developer is 70,000, of course, you're going to have higher or lower, of course. Um, but that's the average salary. And if you consider the fact if you were making 40,000 before you put in that, that $15,000 investment, and you come back and you're able to make that money back within that first year, I think it's worth it. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, going, going back to real, realtors, you'd be like, you understand this, this the flip. You know? Right. <laughs> this, is the flip. this is the flip. Yeah, you know, and I, I get why the uh, 
the realtors, you know, I, I get it, but the, I think the difference between the development of the tech world is that there, it's not going to be a cycle right here. You know, tech is here to stay, and, and after a while, people are just going to need it to just even do anything. So. And, and, and not, not to mention, like, the freelance work you can do on the side, because, yeah, yeah. you know, when I, when I was researching, um, you know, when I was researching the coding thing, I went to Fiverr and all those, uh, you know, Upworks, those uh, freelance sites. And you look yeah. at, I mean, literally like a hundred dollars an hour for like projects. Like it's, yeah. It's, so if you want to make some side, like you said, you can get a $70,000 job, which I think, like you said, it's average. It's probably more. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. That's just the average. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you go ahead and do some side, you know, some side hustles. You can make some, some really good money. Uh, mm -hmm you know, doing that. So that's, yeah. that's not bad. 14,000. And you don't, yeah. and, and, and you don't there, have a degree. Right. 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 Um, and there's several programs right now, like where their uh, grant programs are working with nonprofits where they are investing in people because the need is so great. Um, if they're, if they can take that time off and um, not work, or if they are displaced from work, they can actually go to some of these programs for little or no cost and with the opportunity yeah what are some of the programs that you you recommend so um i know that cognizant has invested its money into programs like perscolas and tech talent south here in dallas um and then um i uh, goodness there are a few other programs i can't remember the names right off that uh but they they're there in order to help people to upskill because they need the, the resources so mm -hmm. yeah Okay. Are you familiar with uh, any programs as well? Are there any that you can think of? Uh, no, I, re I, I really can't. I, um, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm, I'm probably going to Google it when we... Um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those... Are... I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was like, so those are the ones that come up right real fast in my head because they've uh, received, like I said, the funding from Cognizant. And those people, when they finish, they have the opportunity to interview with Cognizant. But even if you didn't want to work with that company afterwards, you want to go out, you have the skills there. I mean, at this point, you have the skills and if you um, and we could help you find something that would be pretty, um, pretty lucrative. Definitely. Yeah, no, that, like you, you, you um, I'm getting excited now because <laughs> I, I, I just I know so many people who I just was telling my wife this this morning I was like I know so many of those like 38 year olds or 35 year olds or 42 year olds that you you know they feel stuck right because they either hate what they do or they got laid off or they're being underpaid but they're like I can't I can't do anything but sell and I don't want to sell right I don't have a problem with selling you right know? right <laughs> they don't they don't, don't want to sell and I'm just like man like you gotta learn how to code they look at me like this they go right. I'm like, you know, either you're a salesperson or you're like a engineer. Yeah, salespeople right. you got engineer. Like, you know what I mean? You can't right. you can't become a manager unless you do one of those really, really good. Right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. No, I, I think that um even the positions like I'll I'll jump back and I'm not picking on real estate, I promise. But I'll think about back to real real estate and how there, um, the technology that's being produced now and how it is cutting out the realtor in some, you know, in some aspects, you know, and even like companies, I'll give you like Redfin, for example, where they, um, the traditional realtor 
may not be able to jump in as quickly because they have the platform, the technology, and they don't take that much of your commission. They give you money back. So, you know, competing against that gets to be hard, even in an up market. So, um, and if, as we, if, if a bubble happens, which it probably will, then that gets to be really hard too. Yep. And, and like you said, I think real estate is very, very similar mm -hmm. to my business, right? So in my business, I grew up, you know, where, you know, you learn to sell, then you become management, right? And then you recruit and train other people. And then, you know, the big corporation makes their money by hiring 10 people. They sell their family and friends, right? One of them sticks up to five years, right? And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, look, what technology is going to do is, A, eliminate the, that person in the middle, like and eliminate all that management. Mm -hmm. But then it's going to enable the ones that, you know, the one out of 10 that would have made it, like what I'm going to do is I'm not going to build Stonehill Wealth Management on that model. I'm going to just use technology to scale my voice, bring in, bring in the sales. Where I don't need salespeople. I can just go pay some 22-year-old, you know, $60,000, $70,000 out of college to, to teach him the business. And I'll make the money over and above that because I, you know, whatever. But I right. can, you know, I can, I don't need to give the upside to a, a bunch of salespeople. I can just build systems to... And I mean, so basically, they'll be half the need for the humans. You still got to have humans, but right. half the need for humans. And the same thing's going to happen in real estate, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's the coaching and training. Even if you look across the internet, like the technology is there, and that's powerful. And then the other thing that's happening is the coaching and training. The coaching. And I mean, some people feel like it's a over... Um, you know, they use the term loosely or whatever uh, on what a coach is. And I know when I first started noticing lots of coaching around and I was just like, but, you know, I've been I have almost a doctorate in education. I mean, I'm legit with the training and coaching, but I still see that the need is there for different people of different levels that as we use our technology, we have to keep that human element, you know, uh, we don't have as much of the community immediately around us to, to monitor for that moral compass in the use of the technology. You know, our children watch, look at Instagram and make decisions on, about who they are morally in their body. So there may need to be a lady who coaches them on confidence or something like that, that they didn't mm -hmm. get from technology. So I think both of those pieces are great. The technology and the coaching is going to be powerful for the future. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll get to the last five questions that I ask everybody. Okay. Um, okay. If you, if, if you were able to go back and talk to 22 year old Felicia, what would you tell her? I was like, I tell her girl, you're going to make it. No. <laughs> 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 um, when I was 22, we, we got married really young. So when I was 22, I was really broke as a teacher and, <laughs> and, um, but what we, what I would tell myself is, find $25. You know what I mean? You can put in $25 a month in a, some type of investment. I mean, $5 or, you know, $5 and, you know, 25 cents a week, find some way, some way you could do something, um, just to make a difference. Um, I would also, um, probably not be as critical with being in a hurry and just make sure I'm strategic in what I'm doing as well. Mm. That's probably what I would tell 22 year olds. So, yeah. Okay. What are the three companies that you like to do business with? So these are companies that you spend money with and you're like, you're happy. You're like, I feel really good with these, spending money with these companies. Ah, what three companies would I like to spend money with? Um, they ha I have to have names or I have to tell you the yeah, profile. Yeah, like, 
yeah, a specific company that you like doing business with, that you currently do business with, that you like to. Okay, and this, so where I shop is an issue. Mm -hmm. I have an issue with Amazon. Will y'all pray for me? Yes, like there's an Amazon box. Sometimes I forget that there's what's coming. I just have mm -hmm. to look and see. So I enjoy doing um, business with Amazon. Um, I enjoy doing, I should be ready for this question. Um, I honestly don't do a lot, a lot of shopping outside of doing uh, work with that. I also like small mom and pop shops in terms of I'm passionate about entrepreneurs because my mom has been an entrepreneur. My father was a, um, a, a, an attorney uh, the, in his own firm. So I'm really passionate about people really helping small places as well. So I can't think of a mom and pop shop I can mention right now, but yes, Amazon which is the big giant versus the other mom and pop shops I like to do. Right, right, right. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, what are movies or TV shows you like to watch when you get some downtime? So I like Blackish because it's so funny because it just reminds me of everybody I know. I really <laughs> love it. It's just hilarious to me. So yeah, I love Blackish. That's one of my favorite ones. Yes. The, and they frame issues, right? Have you seen the one where they were uh, uh, talking about the uh, everything that's politically correct? Like everything's politically correct. And when they went to the, the, the birthday party? Yes, yes. I think, I, I, wait, I, we, were we were looking through, for some reason, I don't remember seeing the one about Prince last night. And last night, my husband and I were like, I was like, I didn't see the Prince one. I know I didn't. So we were trying to find it, but we couldn't find it. I'm going to have to pull it, find it from somewhere, though. But yeah, I, I love Black. It's just hilarious. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about where do you get your news? And specifically, like, is it social media? Is it magazines or, you know, paper, paper? Is it TV? Where do you get updated on what's going on with the world? Sure. So, um, my husband is, I don't know why we watch the news all the time when we're not watching a show, but it's on in the background. So um, we'll watch, you know, CNN or, or whatever. I, I try not to get my news too much from social media because it is colored in. I, and we had this, um, this conversation this morning at a coffee club, a networking event I went to about how all news has an angle to it, but you know, and I, and I know that and I'm aware of it. So I, if I see something that's really controversial, I try to look at it at lots of different news sources. So I usually use television as my, as my source. Okay. And what are the top three books that you've either read or listened to recently or of all time? So one of my favorite books is uh, by Simon Sinek. Well, actually two, he has two of them, um, Leaders Eat Last and um, find, um, Start With Why. Um, the reason why I love Start With Why is because it really helped me to determine my why, which is to advance, empower, and inspire people through education, information, and opportunity. I know I, that, but when I figured out that was my why, Everything I knew that whatever I did um, had to point back to that because I was a hustler. I could do anything. I was like, what? You need me to dig a ditch? I can. How much you paying? So, but I had to come back <laughs> and realize that whatever I do had it had to start with that. So, and of course I love Maxwell books. So, you know, um, the irrefutable, irrefutable laws of leadership. Those are that that's also so yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I got some Maxwell books on my 
on my bookshelf. I, um, yes. I, I, pro- I probably read my seventh Maxwell book before I was like, wait a minute, he's just writing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey, but it's good, so though. You know. get it the first time. <laughs> right, right. Pretty, pretty much, if you just read the 21 law, 21, it, what is it called? 21 irrefutable uh, laws. It says, like, you read all of his books. Like, re- the rest of them are just, you know, deeper versions of those principles. Right, right. No, I love it. I do. You're right. 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 So. Um, well, I appreciate you taking time to, uh, you know, share on the podcast. I think this is important. I think foundational to wealth building is figuring out how to make some more money. You know, right. Some, sometimes people are like, oh man, Philip, I'm just, you know, I'm bad with money. I was like, no, I mean, I, I say the reality of America today, if you are married to somebody who's, who's like American, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're comfortable. Um, and I'm just doing it's like American versus, um, you know, immigrants. Cause immigrants don't need any money. They actually do it right. Immigrants do it right. They don't spend anything for like 10, 15 years and then go buy everything. But we, you know, we don't, we don't do that. We're spoiled. So if, if you're American, like it's hard to have kids and live in the suburbs and not make 150,000 at least combined. Right. You know, more depending on like how much student loan debts you have and all that kind of stuff. But um, so I'm always like, hey, find a way to make some more money, right? And this is like a big way. Yeah, that no, this is, I, I agree. And I really appreciate you for having me on uh, just to really just talk about something I get really, really excited about. I just, it hurts me when I see people who have, I, I guess, potential has become the dirty word for me because um, don't just have potential, just have, have impact, do it now, make it happen. So uh, where, where, where can folks reach you? Um, my website is www.pitmantraining.com. Pitman has two T's in it. So if they go to Pitman Training, they can, all my contact information is there. Um, my number is 469-333-1837. And, um, or they can email me at info at pitmantraining.com. Awesome. Appreciate that. Yes. Yeah.